This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area until April 1st, 2024. You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, I'm the host of this wonderful show. And today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the promo code right now, Locked On. Go to BuiltBar.com. You get $10 off your first order of the delicious chocolate-covered protein bars. So on today's show, I'm going to do another what-if edition. And this time, it's going to be about, well, it's going to be relevant. It's going to be uh, timely. So Paul George... As we all probably know by now, if you're in the Pacer world and pay attention a decent amount, and if you don't, well, I'm going to explain it to you, went on somebody's podcast. Um, I should probably remember their name. Um, I put Darius Miles and somebody else, um, and basically said that he had an offer lined up to get the best power forward in the league for the Pacers in 2017, going into the 2017-18 season, and the Pacers would not do it because of small market and cap reasons, yada, yada. Um, he did not specify who the power forward was. Uh, interesting enough, he simply said power forward, not forward, because um, you look back, the six all-NBA forwards in 2016-17 were all small forwards, except for Draymond Green, who I don't know if you call him a small forward, power forward, or a center. Uh, but he specifically said power forward. So that kind of got everybody thinking, who are the guys, right? Well, Anthony Davis was an all-NBA center that year, but he was also considered a power forward. Uh, Paul Millsap was the top free agent power forward, him or the Marcus or Blake were kind of the three. Well, Blake wasn't free agent at that point, but those are the three, right? Those are the other, the three, um, along with, obviously, I guess Draymond, in my opinion, was maybe the best power forward, but it's one of probably Davis, Millsap, Aldridge, and Griffin, and I want to do a what if the Pacers signed one of those guys. I kind of go one by one, talk about them. Uh, would it really have helped them get close to a championship? Because that's ultimately the goal. Um, would it have really constrained them cap-wise? I think there's a lot of questions that go along with if the Pacers had done this Paul George move. Would he even still be in Indiana today? I mean, I think he had one foot out the door to L.A. at all times, but maybe he makes an All-NBA team the next season and signs a super max deal for 5 220 at the time. Uh, it's a, a lot of questions, a lot of bridges off of that. So I'm going to do that, and we'll do that. That is a what-if, and we'll kind of uh, we'll just talk it through. But first, today's Locked On Pacers podcast, like I said, is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a amazing protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 16 flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, 8 chocolate nut-free flavors. Bars are 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is a great way for a health-conscious guy or a girl lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Uh, my favorite one, the peanut butter brownie one, 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 net gram, or three grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs. And right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. Let's use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. I think you got to start off by taking yourself back to the 2016-17 season, and this was a year the Pacers um, underperformed. They win 42 games, seven seed, get swept by the Cavs on the Cavs. I think go on the way basically to sweep their way to the, to the finals that year when they play the Warriors, the KD Warriors, and this is that first year. Cavs are defending champions. Um, really wasn't a year, I think, at Heinz that anybody could have broken through. I think, the, I think Cleveland, really Cleveland and uh, 
and the Warriors were the best two teams. I mean, they, they were – it was not evident by the playoffs, but they were just far and away better than the rest of the – I guess the Cleveland went four and – wait, they lost one game in Boston in that last series. But the, the, these two teams are just far and away better than everybody else. I mean, you've got the big threes in both eras, and now you've got the big fours with the Warriors. So it was just one of those seasons, I think, where where the those teams were the most dominant. But – after this season is is when Kyrie gets traded and things start to open up, right? The Pacers come into this offseason with Paul George but with a large amount of cap space, right? They would end up spending their 2017-18 um, summer filling their cap space at the time with Darren Collison, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, and making a trade for Corey Joseph. So about $27 million in space they had the ability to kind of grab. They ended up trading C.J. Miles at the time on a sign-in trade for Corey Joseph. They had about 27. They really had 30-something million. The like at this point, it's 99 million. They spent 95. They had a, they really had enough to go after one max guy if they wanted to, right? Um, they ended up obviously making the trade for Paul George, basically flipping even salaries of Sabonis and Oladipo for George. It's not really that much of a difference, but they had the ability to take their current roster, subtract from that season, subtract Jeff Teague, um, and then all the dead weight. I mean, you could go down the list of the dead weight of Monte Ellis, Lavoy Allen, Rodney Stuckey. I mean, there's a bunch of dead weight. I mean, that's, that's guys that don't really matter. Um, and still, and then bring in somebody maybe to kind of round out. So you're looking probably at a starting five at the time of Paul George, Turner, Thaddeus, whoever they sign. Some, I mean, two, two guys they have to sign, and then a bench probably of like Lance Robinson. And you probably have to find an eighth guy somewhere. I mean, 2017, 18, by the time they get there, right, there's a – their bench is, is signed. But they end, I believe they end up – right, if you look at who ends up kind of jumping up, um, it's – I mean, I guess you can make – I mean, right, when else gets hurt, ultimately, so that ends up being a significant factor. But they ended up being, like, like guys they signed, right? So they, they, had to, they had to bring in because they both – they basically decided to – Get rid of George and extend extend their depth versus kind of have a good top seven, top five, right? There's a chance they could have enough money to at least get a decent point guard and another player. Um, so who would that player have been? Well, I think the first and most obvious one is is the best player, I think, at this time for this point is Anthony Davis. But he wasn't coming to the Pacers, right? They, they're just coming out trading for Cousins. Um, that team had a pretty good 17-18 year until Cousins got hurt. Um, I don't think Davis was available. I don't think he could have forced his way out fast enough. Um, I just don't really see how it would have happened because I think at the end of the day, the Pacers would have given up everything for Davis because he's not he's making $23 million. So he's, you could have gotten him and still had $12 million in space, basically, to go after a, an, another guy. Even if, even if you had to give up Miles Turner, you just create a little more cap space that way um, and stuff like that. So Davis would be the obvious. I don't know why. You, I mean, you give up three first-round picks for Davis. I mean, you saw, you saw what the Lakers did. I mean, Davis is a generational talent. You put him and George together, they— they might have won a title by now or been in the finals. Probably not because the you know the Warriors were still really, really good this next couple of years. Um, but I don't know if 17-18 is necessarily the goal. Uh, remember, and 18 probably would have to sign, sign an extension, so is there a chance he signs then a super max, right, 5 for 220, which kind of just destroys all the cap space going forward. There's that part of it. Um, so, But I, I think with Davis, there's just a no-brainer. So I don't think it was Davis, because I, I don't think he was available. I don't think it's possible. So really that comes down to, is it Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, or Paul Millsap, right? Millsap would sign um, that offseason. I think three for 90, roughly, with, with, with the Nuggets. Um, Aldridge would sign a five-year deal worth somewhere in the, was it a four? I think it was a four-year deal worth somewhere in the 80 to 90 million, or, yeah, 80 to 90 million dollars range. Um, and then Blake... Um, re-signed at some point with the, re-signed the next year. He was, so he had one year from the deal, so he could have traded for Blake, 
and then re-sign him to what ended up being what would be like a five or four year max, right, or five year super max, whatever his deal is, um, which would have been thirty six million dollars or at that point or something like that. Not quite as much because he would be he wouldn't. I mean, if they trade for him, he would have his bird rights too. So it might have been five years, one hundred seventy million, whatever he ended up ended up getting. Um, so those are kind of the options, right? Well, I think the Blake one you do first. He is the best one of the three, also the most expensive. So if you trade for Blake at 27 and 18, you throw in his 17 million. Um, let's say you can do it without giving up a player, which I would be skeptical of. But maybe you can do it by giving up three first rounders and whatever, right? You just, you just, all picks, you absorb them in, into your cap um, and you're fine, right? And so then you go out and sign a point guard. Maybe you bring back Jeff Teague at this point and you go a roster of Jeff. So your starting five is Jeff Teague, Paul George. Um, well, blanking. Um, Thaddeus Young, and maybe you try to flip Thad for some kind of um, shooting guard or whatnot. Maybe you figure out ways still to get get C- um, Corey Joseph in here to boost your bench. I mean, there's some possibilities here, right? You basically have kind of the roster in 2018, but you have Paul George and Blake, and then you have Miles at the five, Thaddeus, Jeff Teague. I mean, there, there's a that sort of works. Maybe you give up Thaddeus Young in this move, and of course, some more space to get some other guy, right? So that's that's a possibility. Um, that team is good. The team isn't great. The team isn't going on 2017-18. Now, that team 2018-19, you might have a shot, but then you remember Blake Griffin um, is a diminishing return to the player, uh, to put it lightly, right? So by the 2018-19 season, he has a really good year, right? He ends up playing 75 games, every 25 points, but he doesn't play in the playoffs that year. He's hurt, right? That was the year he got traded to Detroit. Um, so, I mean, it just, it just wasn't possible. I mean, he wasn't going to help you win in 2018. I, mean, I think his knees were, his knees are shot at this point. I mean, they're not completely shot. He's still a decent player, but his knees are on the downswing. And so you're stuck with a guy on a downswing at 29, 30 years old, 30 years old now on a major contract. Let's say you were George, and then you really have two guys making $70 million and so on. Um, but you had to make the right. So remember this, all the moves you had to make in 2017, 18 had to be made then because of the way the cap, the way you were going to have to re-sign these players, you had to get all the guys you want on your roster for the next probably two or three years that year. And then you have to go into the tax and pay it. And I think even as a taxpaying team, they might have had a shot in 2018, but without but with the history of Griffin, it wasn't going to work out. I mean, hindsight's 2020, but it wasn't going to work out. Griffin was going to fall apart, and they were going to end up in the playoffs with just Paul George and a bunch of guys again, and they're probably going to lose. That's what's probably going to happen. Maybe they make it a little farther. Maybe Potter's a great year. Maybe he carries them a little bit. Remember, PG hasn't won a playoff series since he with the Pacers. He's not like he's you know been this amazing playoff player and carrying teams. I mean, he's been on team with Russell Westbrook for two seasons and didn't make it out of the first round once. So then the other two, and you're just getting dimensions, right? You get Millsap, good player. Great addition, not worth $30 million. Not, I mean, you pay him $30 million, you're taking up all your cap. You're getting all your bench, all your depth, and you're getting a guy who is, you know, I think at his best, 15 points a game. I mean, he he's a good player. Millsap is a really good player, and he's the kind of guy, if you can add on to your roster, um, can really help you, right? He like he makes perfect sense for, for the, the Nuggets because he's kind of their fourth, fifth option. He's a veteran talent. He provides some... Spark went out like by 2018 19, he's averaging 12.6 points per game, 7.2 rebounds, um, two assists. I mean, that isn't gonna, that isn't any, that's not, he's a better player than Thaddeus Young, don't get me wrong, but that's not like any, not a better stat line than Thad. Um, you know, I think he's a better player since that Millsap is, um, just a more talented offensive player, can, is a little more versatile, and is a pretty, is a pretty good defender to go with it. Um, but He's not markedly better than Thad, and Thad makes $17 million less. I mean, that's, that's the difference there. And, was, and having Millsap prevents you from getting Corey Joseph, prevents you from getting, um, like, a. I mean, really, Millsap's salary, if you add him up, is, is Bojan, Darren Collison's, and Corey Joseph's. So 
Would you have Millsap or have those three guys? I think you might rather have those three guys. Just kind of uh, my opinion, especially because the Pacers had a pretty good year with those three guys the past two years. So then what's the other option? It's Aldridge. Aldridge is interesting because Aldridge is a, is a pretty good player. Um, in his most recent season, 2018-19, we're not counting, um, at his 33 year, he averaged 21 points per game. Uh, he definitely uh, plays kind of the old kind of brooding style. Um, and so it would have fit McMillan, who likes to play that old style. I think Aldridge played for McMillan, to be honest, when McMillan was the coach of the, the Blazers back in the day. Um, and if you look at it right, Aldridge might have been a decent fit. Uh, he doesn't make as much money, right? He makes about 20-something, 20, like low 20s. So he fits in really nice. You can probably still get another guy or two to go along with it. Um, if you could have put Thad in the trade, you could have cleared some more space. So, like, there's a roster you could maybe have built around where you do, like, you keep, where you really you get rid of Teague already. So you replace basically Thad. You basically replace Aldridge for the Teague salary. It's a, roughly even. Um, and then maybe you can still bring in Collison. Maybe you can still bring in Bojan under this deal and you build a nice roster around that right we're all to the four turn at the five george at the three collison bojan and off the bench you kind of make it work you figure out you know how to piece together two or three guys and that team is good that team of 2018 is probably a team that makes these conference finals or gets close to it. i mean these teams win playoff series but I, again i'm not sure this team beats a Kawhi team um who's got you know this basically this rap team that is super deep and whatnot um it's not a sure thing, that's for sure. And so that's how I look at it, right? None of these things were sure things, and that's that's the biggest problem is it, the, the Pacers probably didn't make this move because it wasn't a sure thing. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit uh, more next. Today's Locked On Pacers Pockets is also brought to you by Blinkus. Blinkus is one of the most useful apps on your phone, one of the ultimate life hacks, a secret weapon for learning new things and getting ahead. Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser, and takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down to just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Blinkist is great uh, if you have a sports book that you, you know, is 500 or 700 pages. So take the book of basketball, right? Books like that that are so long and complicated and are, are good reads, but maybe you don't have the time to read them all. Um, I know that. I'm there. You know, I, I, I want to read more, but I always don't have the time to read every single book, but I want to know what would happen in it, get the, get the big highlights, get the understanding. Well, Blingus is perfect for that. And right now, for a limited time, Blingus has a special offer for our audience. Go to Blingus.com slash MBA and try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blingus spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash MBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash MBA. And today's Locked On Patriot Podcast is also brought to you by Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. You go to RockAuto.com, you can shop their auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules to brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks. Deliver directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at Rock Auto are always reliably low and for the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On on there. How did you hear about us so they know we sent you there? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So why didn't the Pacers make this move? Why did they tell Paul George basically to screw off um, and that they had other plans? Because the Pacers, I think... Had a plan, I think. So remember, there's also another part of it. Larry Bird leaves the team, and Pritchard becomes the president of that. Now he was already the GM, so I think, you know, whatever the strategy was, it was already building. 
right? It wasn't something brand new. You bring somebody new, a whole new plan. But I think Pritchard knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to go out and he wanted to get Bojan and Darren Collison. He knew that, and maybe even knew he wanted to get Corey Joseph. I think he knew he wanted those three guys because he knew, and you saw this next year, it would help make the Pacers a little more modern. You would add um, some strong offensive talent, some guys who could space the floor, some good three-point shooters. Um, and right, and two of those guys shot over 40% from three for like two straight years. And Darren Collison led the league in, in three-point shooting. was a, really the Pacers' maybe second-best clutch time player in 2017-18 behind Victor Oladipo. So I think he knew... He wanted to get those three guys, and it would really make the roster better because you take those three guys, and you're basically replacing Rodney Stuckey and Monte Ellis with those three. And the the talent shift is amazing. It, you know, in 16-7, the Patriots had basically a roster that had three guys who would be out of the league by the end of two years. Uh, you throw Lance, and there's another one. Versus the new Pacer team would have, I mean, so Collins is out of the league, but not, but not willing. I mean, he could get on a roster tomorrow if he wanted to. Uh, he cho- he's willingly out of the league, not because he um, is unwillingly out of the league. But I think they knew what he wanted, right? So uh, I think the only way he that Pritchard was deviated from the plan, because I think the plan was to keep Paul George and build around him and just hope he makes All NBA and max him the crazy out, um, was to get a guy who could match Pritchard's salary or get somebody they thought you know they could flip enough salaries for right. So like somebody they could flip Thad and something else and maybe end up with just Darren Collison and Bojan instead of Corey Joseph right. But I just don't think the Pritchard had the depth if. They go get the best power forward in the league, as PG would say, right? I mean, the only question I would say is it was Anthony Davis, of course. But I don't. I think any GM in the league would have, you know, said, "Oh, you Anthony Davis is going to come here because you want him to come here," and he says he's going to. Boom, whatever you need, six first round picks. I mean, I, the Pacers franchise to get a guy like Anthony Davis would have been incredible. But a guy like Blake Griffin, like Aldridge, a guy like Millsap are good NBA players and they're talented, but they're not going to move the needle without a really good roster around them, right? I mean, you have you'll have a really good top two, but the Top two of Griffin and George is probably the best of those two. Maybe you could say Aldridge and George. I would say it's the case. Still isn't really cracking um, the NBA Finals. It isn't beating the amazing Cleveland team in 2017-18 for sure. And maybe in 2018-19, it, it, it is one of those four teams that was really good that year um, between Toronto, Philadelphia, Boston. I guess it was three teams that were in, sorry, Milwaukee. Wow. They're gonna, if I had Milwaukee fans, they'd kill me. Those four teams are really good. I'm not sure it beats one of those four teams. It might get close. It might get a first-round series by being, you know, over on someone, it might you know if Oladipo doesn't you know if, if everybody's healthy. Sorry, if everybody's healthy, it might it might win a first round series for sure. But I don't think it was you know some leagues ahead better team than anyone in the East. And the East was open, so maybe you make a case. Well, then they would have made the finals. But all and then you get lucky. And so like maybe there's a way you end up being the Toronto. And maybe maybe the three dimensional chess is you get Griffin and then you or you get let's say I think Aldridge is the better one to be honest because it's the longevity. You get Aldridge and then you have George and then you make the trade for Kawhi somehow. And you, but like make it, you know, making two trades with the Spurs and that, or I guess you would have got before into the Spurs, but then you get Kawhi and you just sort of build out this roster. Maybe that's the three dimensional chess that works because I mean, and then Kawhi leaves still, but like that would have been right, and you get Kawhi and PG back together. But I don't know. I mean, I think it, it would have taken too many moves. Now, I mean, that's the one scenario where I would say maybe that's what it was. Maybe the idea was. You get you get Aldridge by trading, let's say, or you sign him, right? I believe he's a free agent that year. You go out, you go out and just sign him. Right, you could have signed him for well, I guess no, he had he already been on the Spurs for two years, so you couldn't go sign him. So maybe you go out and trade for him, um, and maybe you give up two first round picks and Thaddeus Young, right? Maybe that gets him. I doubt it, but maybe that does. So then you basically have an eight million dollar salary increase um, for what you have. So maybe you have then you have the space to go get go get a Bojan, go get a Darren Collison, and really even probably get a Corey Joseph. So then you have this roster that's basically the way it is, but with Aldridge replaced. And that's a pretty good team, right? That's a decent team. And then maybe you make another move where you could next year where you can flip Miles Turner. I mean, making two trips with the Spurs, but flip Miles Turner and 
uh, Darren Collison and Bojan for um, for Kawhi. And that's your roster. And then you have to figure out how to fill out the rest. That's your three guys. Maybe that's how it works. I mean, but that's 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 playing a, another game that I don't think is out there. And there's like a scenario too where you get Aldridge, you get George. He's pitched after a year. You have to max him out anyways. And then he makes and he either leaves the next year or he, you max him out to this deal that makes it probably not worth it. Because I mean, Aldridge is a really good player, but at 44 million a year and some of his injury history concerns and whatnot. Um, I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, I think, you know, again, he hasn't won a playoff since he left the Pacers. He's not like this guy who's carrying teams to playoff wins year after year. He hasn't really won. Has he won, has he won a playoff series since like 2013, 14? I mean, that's the thing is is he's good. Paul's a really good player. If he's your number two player, you're, you're going to be really good. And I think the Clippers have a really good shot at winning the title this year in the Orlando bubble. But he's not carrying, he's not, I don't know, he's not a guy that's carrying you to, to, to constant playoff series. Um, so... I don't know. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it would have worked out. I doubt it, and I think that's why the Pacers just went against it. I mean, they, they chose the, pass, the path of um, the easier path. I mean, it made more sense, and I think they're happy with the they made. I think getting Oladipo, and as long as he can remain healthy um, and not have more knee issues, they have a roster that has a shot at, you know, being a move away from being really, really competitive in the, in, in the league. Uh, that's all I got for this Locked On Pacers podcast. As always, you can tweet us at Locked On Pacers. Uh, let me know what you guys think. I mean, I know Lots of speculation about this. Who do you think it was? I mean, I, I think it probably was Aldridge or Griffin. That makes the most sense. I don't think Davis is available. Um, and, you know, I could see a scenario, where, like I said, where Aldridge leads to the team maybe having a shot to, like, be one piece away from winning a championship. But, again, puts them in the same spot they are right now, which is one piece away, ultimately. But maybe they get that piece. Maybe they make two trips with the Spurs in so many years, whatever. Maybe they're able to get Kawhi and Lamarcus in the same move. Who knows? Um but as always, you can follow us at Lock the Pacers. Me at Free Madam Five. We'll bring you a show again on probably Monday or early next week. We're doing three a week. We'll switch to five a week at some point once the season gets kicking off. We're almost there. Almost in July. We're getting closer and closer and closer to NBA basketball. Get excited! That is all for Lockdown Pacers podcast, and we'll see you guys next week.